I'm sharing this year on Highway 55. It's the highway to heaven. It's the highway to God. And uh, the message this morning will focus on lostness, being lost, being in a situation where you don't know where you're going. And it's at times like that that we need a highway, that we need a road, that we need a way to God. And I'd like to uh, uh, read from Isaiah 55, and that's where we get Highway 55, Isaiah 55, and I want to read from 2B to 3A. So I'm just being a little selective here, I just want to focus on a truth. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. There we have Isaiah telling us that in any situation of lostness, in a situation where we need to find God for an answer, for a direction, the focus should always be on what's within. The focus should be on, on our relationship, on, on what we take in from God's Word uh, as we find that we are to, uh, in, in the words, uh, incline your ear, come to me, hear and your soul shall live, uh, and just before and let your soul delight itself in abundance. The stronger the inner person, God's life within us, the more we're able to walk through uh, the storms and the lostness of life. Now, normally, when we uh, uh, talk about or we see lostness, usually in the sense of being away from God, lost from God, and to use the word that we normally used, we, we, we refer to the unsaved as lost. Normally lostness within our thinking kind of focuses on those that don't know God at all. They're lost to God. They're lost to the ways of God. But this morning I want to show you that the wonderful truths of God's word in relation to being lost apply more to God's people, to the saved, than the unsaved. My one common thread throughout my Christian life of 60 years is the experience of being lost and not knowing what to do. I've been there so many times. It's a common experience for God's people. Sometimes we kind of don't want to admit it because we feel maybe we're not doing something right. Maybe we're not following God's word right. But I found throughout life that it has been common for me to be lost, 
to not know what I need to know, and to not know what I need to do, to not know the direction I need to take, not to know how to respond to, to news and sickness and so many other things. And on many occasions, I found myself lost. And I've probably experienced this more in the last 12 months than ever before. Feeling or finding oneself, oneself lost is not uncommon in everyday life. I rarely go to major shopping centres, but if I go to Charlestown Square, I get lost. You know, the first place I look for, there's other men in the same situation, is the information desk. And once I get the information desk, what they tell me is not enough, I've got to write it down. And then somehow in that way I go. Because it's become, you know, it's grown and, and I'm not often there and, and yet my daughter kind of knows every floor, every shop. But I always get lost. You know, we, we, we get lost when we come into unknown situations, unfamiliar situations. You go to... Uh, uh, cities that you haven't been before and, and you get lost so easy. And I remember when we were in England, some maybe 15 years or so with Mary, and we were on the M1 freeway, which is, uh, the, or yeah, motorway, which is the busiest motorway in the world. It's unbelievable. You've got four lanes or five, six lanes and both sides it's, Bumper to bumper. And if you make a mistake, it's a disaster. You know, a little trifling mistake uh, might set you back an hour or two. And on this occasion, <coughs> we were uh, travelling somewhere and I said, look, I'm pretty sure, you know, I've got to turn to my left here. But Mary said, no, you've got to turn to your right. And so I experience what Pastor Marty has shared at times, the goodwill that comes from a travelling direction information that proves to be incorrect. And so as a result of listening to my wife, it took us hours to get right again. And of course, those hours were not very pleasant. Because I was upset, she was upset, we were wasting valuable time. But you know, lostness is a part of life. And I want to tell you this morning that, that lostness also is a part of our Christian life. We don't always know what to do. We don't always know uh, how to respond to information, how to respond to life as it comes to us. Uh, when we deal with the unfamiliar and the unknown and change, we're facing lostness. And, and you know, we, we go to the doctors and we hear a diagnosis for a child or whatever it is. And initially, we, we realize the hand of God's upon our life, but we feel lost. We feel somehow, God, which way, what do I do? How do I, re do I respond? How do I work through this? You know, one of the great inventions of recent years 
Uh, great time-saving invention is the GPS or navigator. And, uh, you know, the little work I do, I, when I'm on the road, you know, the navigator has saved businesses, you know, I, I, you know, millions, tens of millions of dollars in terms of time. Wonderful in, in, invention, wonderful tool to get you to places quick. And, uh, you know, praise God that, you know, we have a navigator too. We have a GPS system. And Isaiah refers to that in the highway to heaven, in Highway 55, where he talks about the inner life being enriched and strong in relationship with God. And that will bring us through and bring us to God. We have a navigator system and a GPS linking us to God for direction where we, when we find ourselves lost. This week, like many of you, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm unwell preaching to many people that are unwell, that have made the effort to come to church, but early in the week, and uh, I thought, <clears throat> you know, I, I probably wouldn't be able to preach, and you know, my father said, I've got to let Pastor Marty know I can't preach. Mary said, no, there's no way you can preach, and yet uh, I was seeking God, and, and I just sensed that God not said no, don't yet. But I did let Pastor Marty know that maybe there was a chance that uh, I wouldn't. And, you know, I was battling. In a sense, there was a lostness. In a sense, I really didn't know what direction. I really didn't know exactly what to do. And I was seeking God's face. And I felt somehow that God wanted to share a message. There was a need among some people that needed to hear what I was going to say this morning in terms of how God comes in to situations where we find that we don't know the answer, we don't know the way, when we see the hand of God work. And I, and I thought, look, I'm going to keep trusting God. Uh, last night, Pastor Marty just uh, messaged me to see how I was. And I said, look, I'm still planning. And I knew the worst was that if it wasn't any good this morning, he was man enough, he could do the whole service to preach also. And, uh, and if that was the case, but it wasn't the case. And, you know, this morning I was able to put a few bits on paper. Normally, you know, when you preach, you, you mill over a message maybe for weeks, for months. And, and for months I've been milling over the experience of lostness with God's people. And, and, but I couldn't put nothing to paper. And I thought, God, when I went to sleep last night, you've, you've got to let me get up early enough to at least write a few things. And this morning, I just felt that, yes, I had enough strength and I was able to put a few things on paper. And so in a situation where I felt somewhat lost. I had some direction from God and I followed that direction and God came and helped and came to my aid. We have a great verse in John 14, 6 and uh, the, these words, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. These tremendous words uh, were, were, were spoken when, uh, when Thomas, doubting Thomas, uh, wondered on, you know, how to get to heaven. In a sense, they relate to the way to heaven. I am the way, 
the truth and the life. And I want to tell you that these words are not only for the pathway to heaven, but they are the words for pathway of life. For, for God's pathway for your life in every situation, God would say to you that he is the way. That when, within that lost situation, within that situation, you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know how it's going to end. God would say that he is the way. And not only is he the way, but you will find he's the truth. You need to find the truth of God. You need to understand what God's doing and the power of God and the power of his word. I am the way, the truth and the life. And then within that situation, the life of God needs to come. For we of our own selves cannot get ourselves out of that darkness and quagmire. But God's life can come within us. And God's life then will bring us through. I am the way, the truth and the life. It's clear to me that God's visual demonstration of how to live our Christian lives is full of pictures of people that were lost continually, continually. And you know, the biographies of Scripture are amazing and wonderful because they show us people like ourselves. And when we look at those people, we find that lostness was certainly a part of their lives. When you look at Abraham, and Abraham's referred to as uh, the father of faith and, you know, uh, the father of Judaism, what one of the greats in, in God's uh, uh, work and revelation, but we find that uh, he lost his direction following the will of God. And it's so easy when things don't work out how we want them, when maybe a job uh, opportunity closes its door, maybe uh, a situation comes where where this is not what you expected God to be doing in your life. It's so easy in that situation to get lost. And Abraham knew that all the promises of God were dependent upon an heir, a child. And, and he didn't quite know what to do because God seemed to be in no hurry. In fact, it reached beyond the point where it could happen. And, and, and age now was against him ever having an heir with his wife, Sarah. And so he was lost in, in culture and what you do in that situation at that particular time. And he took Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar, and he slept with her and Ishmael was born. And uh, he thought that somehow God would fulfill his promises uh, with, uh, with, with Hagar and with Ishmael. He got lost. He lost his way. 
And as a result of losing his way, it, it brought such turmoil. And, and uh, you know, when we look at the whole history of the Arabs and the Jews, and, and you know, there, there, there's so much that came out of that. But, but rather than trusting God, a little later on, he learned uh, that uh, God was the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and he was able to hear God as God very clearly came and revealed himself and told him that he would have a child and, and Sarah life laughed as to the impossibility of that. But God's plans and purposes and truth came to pass. And I want to tell you, in spite of what might be against what you believe God has for your life, in spite of changes in your life and, and the way things are going, God will be true to his word. It may take longer than you expect, but God will be true to his word. And there may be a time of lostness. Don't see that time of lostness as... As, as something that's negative so much, or you're to blame, but you're looking and you're finding, you're trying to find God. And as you work through that, and as you find the way, the truth and the life, uh, you will find the hand of God working in your life. David lost his way through carelessness with Bathsheba. And... Uh, you know, sometimes we lose our way. He didn't deliberately go on the rooftop. It was a chance encounter. It was the way temptation came. And he saw Bathsheba and, and then we know he slept with her and, and all the other details of that story. He totally got lost because he didn't have control over his life because of his carelessness. And uh, somehow I think maybe that the story of the prodigal son is usually referred to as the prodigals, the unsaved, comes back into the family of God but you know, so often the prodigal son is someone that's been within the family of God. Someone that for some reason or other life's taken down a pathway where there's been some failure, some carelessness. And then as a result of that, a lostness and a separation from God. And maybe the inspiration for the prodigal son was, was the story of... Uh, of David, as uh, David, the great King David, uh, one of the greatest figures in Israel's history. And, and so often uh, the story of the prodigal son refers to us. And, you know, as I look at three areas where we can get lost, I want to tell you this morning I've been lost in every one of those areas. But God's given light, direction, and brought me out of every one of those areas. And I'd be surprised if there's anyone here this morning that's never been lost in terms of the will of God, following God, knowing exactly what to do. 
I'd be surprised if there's no one here this morning that somehow hasn't been careless and let their guard down and, and maybe got into a life that was not pleasing to God. I'd be surprised. And you know, the, the wonder of uh, the story of David is that Nathan came and Nathan came and, you know, told David this story about the lamb. And I'm just wondering whether the story or Jesus' parable about the 99 sheep and the one that got astray was not referring to David, was not referring to King David. He's, uh, you know, he was lost. He got himself deeper and deeper into a horrible situation. Bathsheba's husband was put into a situation where he was killed. Then finally the the baby died and the whole thing and yet it seems that God in his grace was able to leave the 99 sheep and he came and he focused upon David. He came and he focused upon one and he came through Nathan and through Nathan he was able to bring that one sheep back into the fold. And I want to tell you this morning that there are situations in lostness that when it gets out of control, when you really don't know what else to do, when really you're so lost and you're so messed up, and I want to tell you at times like that, Jesus leaves the 99 and he comes and focuses on you, on your need. He comes and puts his arms around you and brings light into the situation that you might know his way and come out of the lost situation you find yourself in. Then the last story from the Bible is probably the one, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but Job became lost in tragedy and sickness. I think we've all been lost there, you know, when just things, a tragedy occurs. Someone dies, someone gets sick, sickness. It's a time when, God, where are you? It's a time of darkness. It's a time, there's no light, there's no clarity. And, you know, the book of Job, you know, we need to thank God for the book of Job. Thank God for the character of Job, for, for Job has brought so much comfort and understanding to the life of the world in relation to suffering and sickness. And we need to thank God for it. And, you know, with Job, I, I don't know how he managed to you know, go through what he went through. I, I, I don't know. It's, you know, he was superhuman in the sense to endure what he did endure. And then somehow he's trying to rationalize and, 
and trying to understand it and, and find out why. And you have chapters of dialogue between Job and his friends where Job tries to show his understanding. This is why it might have happened. And he misses the point altogether. But earlier in the book of Job, uh, we find these wonderful words, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now that came quite early. And, uh, you know, I didn't fully understand how Job had reached that point at this point in his life. And another translation puts this verse in this way. Behold, he will slay me. I have no hope, yet I will maintain my ways before him. And so it could very well be that Job realised at that point that the end is near, but it didn't matter. He was still going to somehow trust and hope in God. And if you turn to Job or look up Job 42... Okay, Job 42, reading verses 1 to 6. Uh, I'm two. Here we are. This is after all the rambling. This is after all the arguments. This is after rationalising. This is after, I think this is why it happened. And it got him nowhere and then God steps in. And God talks about his greatness and his wonder. And Job comes to a place of repentance. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer. And this is the key here. After all his life and all that he went through and all the dialogue and all the uh, reasoning and rationale, he goes on to say, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes See you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And so, through that experience and through every experience of lostness, we come to that point where we know God can do it. We know the great stories of the Bible. We've heard testimonies in the church how people got through. We know. Because we've heard. But there's a difference between knowing because you've experienced it. And lostness brings us into that place where we recognize and see the wonder of God's power and God's hand. I think I could safely say that most of us have a feeling of lostness in some area of life this morning. If you don't, I'm not familiar with Christian living and Christian life. 
with God's will and where God's taking you and where life's taking you and how you find life, of missing the mark, of somehow not coming to that place in God that you want, of sickness and pressure and unbearable difficulties of life. I'm sure that every one of us have experienced that. And I just felt as I was applying God's word to myself that God wants to say that he is in control, that floundering and not quite knowing what to do is a normal part of life. I'm sure Pastor Marty's been lost. He knows what it's about, not knowing where God, where are you? Not seeing no direction. Somehow wondering where the hand of God is, where the will of God is. We've all been there. And uh, God would tell us that in those situations, as Isaiah says, as we focus on the inner, we find that there'll be strength. And in those situations where it goes beyond our ability to endure, beyond what we can stand, I want to tell you that the great shepherd is going to make time for you. And he's going to just set aside, it seems, his interest with everyone else and just focus upon your need upon what you need, upon clarification, upon light, uh, upon his way, upon his truth and upon his life. Lord, I pray this morning that, Lord, your Holy Spirit will just confirm your word. And I want to thank you that out of lostness, we find you and we find your way. And I pray, God, that your word might comfort your people this morning. And I pray, Lord, those that may have received, uh, Lord, uh, a, a diagnosis or may have received news or may have received something else that, that brings them into the unknown, into the unfamiliar, and they really don't know what to do, I pray, God, that your word will confirm that you are in control. And even when the situation might appear to get out of control, Lord, you're going to leave everything and you're going to come and focus upon them. Lord, I pray this morning that, God, you will just come alongside your people, those that need your comfort, those that need your strength, those that need your way, those that need your truth, those that need your life. I pray, God, that your word will work in their life. And God, you are in control. You are the way. And no matter what the situation appears, God, you are in control. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Amen.